As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and then decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or toss in the black hole of obscurity and never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and uh, with me is a man who thinks he's aging in reverse, apparently. It is your hell. Uh, hi, Steve. That, that's okay. That's something that I would expect your generation to say. <laughs> So that's that's I forgive you. We're two years apart, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Two years apart. Uh, but uh, welcome back to a Robo Vember, everyone. Uh, part two, uh, if you will. Um, how has your life changed since we started covering RoboCop? Uh, you know, Steve. Funny enough, it hasn't really changed uh, at all. Uh huh. Although mm. I did uh, convince somebody to watch Prime Directives. Nice. Uh, they said that they had made a post saying that they were watching. Uh, making their family watch uh, <laughs> all the RoboCop franchise, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, beginning with you know the original movies, and I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna ignore that you're forcing your family to do this. I don't know what the situation <laughs> is there domestically, but I was like, well, what about uh, the Canadian TV series Prime Directives? And they didn't even know about it. And they're like, oh, we'll add it to the list. See, we are doing robo the robo lord's work here at obscurity now uh, spreading the word about uh great things such as prime directives and uh and then possibly on today's episode uh robocop the first animated series can you believe there's more than one uh (laughs) i did not know that uh well good thing i uh well i used the link the link that you sent me otherwise Mm -hmm. i might have stumbled on the wrong one uh, I'm surprised they made one animated <laughs> series, let alone two, uh, just because, you know, much like Rambo, which also for some reason was made into a mm-hmm. children's cartoon, this isn't exactly the series that you would think would lend itself to a, a Saturday morning type children's Well, cartoon. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I was uh, on the IMDb uh, doing a research, uh, as you, you do for a podcast such as ours. And uh, I was reading a uh, quote about um, the RoboCop animated series. It's there's of course, like most you know animated series that only have like you know one season, like uh, RoboCop here. Uh, there's not like a whole bunch of uh, interaction on the IMDb, but um, this one person writes. Uh, Part of a series of later 1980s and early 1990s properties in which. A R-rated film was turned into a more kid-friendly media franchise with an animated adaptation and accompanying toy line. Other examples, as you just said, uh, RoboCop, blah, blah, blah. Ah, that's not what I wanted to read. I read the wrong one. Um, (laughs) Shoot, where did it go? Anyway, it was basically this person was like, You know how older people lose things? (laughs) I swear. So Clarence Brodiger removed the quote from IMDb. Um... Sure, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was on the actual uh, episode. But anyway, basically it was a person. It almost sounded like the, the person who you convinced to, to watch Prime Directives, who was like, huh, back in the 80s, we used to take our kids to R-rated movies like RoboCop all the time and have a great time because now kids are all coddled and parents are afraid that they're going to grow up maladjusted and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like... Yeah, man. I mean, l- literally no one is stopping any parent that wants to take their kid to an R-rated movie. Well, I think maybe he's saying there's less R-rated movies these days, uh, which, I mean, there definitely are, like, at least, like, you know, mainstream yeah. releases. There's a lot more PG-13 movies, but I will say, I mean, there's some PG-13 movies that, had they come out in the 80s, would have, you know, probably been given an R rating. Um, well, I, I mean, I think the P- yeah, I don't know. It depends. It depends. Um, but uh, anyway, we could uh, we could debate the MPAA until the robo cows come home, if you will. But um, what's more beautiful. important is that we well, first off, what's most important, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the Escape to Earth issue three Kickstarter 
is uh, is going on right now. And if you don't know, uh, Escape to Earth is uh, is my comic book. Uh, we're on uh, issue three. Obviously, the past two Kickstarters were successful, so you should definitely check out the link in the description uh, and uh, order yourself a couple thousand copies. If you're if you're a retailer, you should stock your entire comic shop with nothing but Escape to Earth because uh, it, the train is leaving the station, the Robo Station, uh, after all. But uh, anyway, uh, now that that's out of the way, we're here to discuss RoboCop, the animated series, uh, season one, episode one, Crime Wave. Uh, are you re- Oh, but first, I want to hear about, uh, I hear you went to an oddities exhibit? Was RoboCop there? Uh, no, RoboCop was not there. Uh, by the way, Good Form is here in the chat. He said, love the Kickstarter video. Yeah, Good um, Good Form produced that uh, a couple of those ah, Kickstarter videos. That, that, that would that would make sense. Yeah, that's... But, uh, they, but they are really well produced, actually. They're really well done. Oh, that's Rob, uh, the only other um, employee of Reptilian Media. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for stopping by, Rob. Uh, I didn't see him at the, uh, the Christmas party. Uh, uh, hey, we're we're trying to arrange it. If I can get down from Georgia <laughs> to Tampa, you, me, and Rob are gonna hit the castle. It's gonna be great. But uh, we'll we'll talk about that more uh, as the yeah. time grows near. Well, speaking of the castle, or kind of, I mean, I I guess from talking offline, I get the feeling that you don't know what an oddities expo is or an oddities and curiosity. Well, as I expo. told you, I'm I'm picturing MTV's The Head. And uh, the Max, because uh-huh. that's that was MTV's oddities like animation lineup back then, or and or it, it's actually it's actually an expo celebrating the careers of the oddities from WWF <laughs> Attitude Era. Yes, uh- <laughs> thank you for bringing it back to pro wrestling. I, I we'd get there eventually. No, no, no. So you know, it's just a lot of like weird, a lot of goth kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, a lot of you know skulls and skeletons from animals and taxidermy and a lot of like artists my uh, second guess was going uh, to be uh, a celebration of um you know a lot of like the circus like sideshow freaks they live in that so they do that too that they had like a section where they had like a freak show you could pay a few extra bucks to go see um but i I go to the cast i was about to say this 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 is the most tampa sounding thing i've heard in a while but uh yeah i literally just went there to like get some like decorative stuff and I, and I bought three paintings <laughs> to hang around your uh, your coffin your your casket I, yes uh, one of, yeah, one of them will probably go uh, next to the mm-hmm. coffin and I'm, that I <laughs> I mean that's what brings the, the the girls to the yard right yes that's what brings the uh, I was gonna say the ghouls <laughs> anyways doesn't matter let's move on and no fear gonna be kind of like no fear. Uh, you know because it sounds a little like girls anyway i, I like that that was so bad it was good um so all right yeah i i saw i i was like oh this sounds like something steve would say i'd better something from an older generation oh my god <laughs> from yesteryear are you high <laughs> already oh my god oh yeah yeah i, I am oh high. man you know what i'm i'm gonna start doing drugs before we do this Just, if i don't oh assume i am high <laughs> Always. Is doing this show that hard on you that you have to do recreational drugs every time? I I only do uh, I only get high when I'm going to be doing something fun to enhance. All right, it, I, so I, I wish you had more faith. In I, me, I, I'm I just double checking. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. I don't want to put you through anything you don't want to do, which is something you've never said to any of your dates like ever. It it, it makes sense that someone from your generation <laughs> would be a pessimist, having gone through uh, World War II in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> what am I, Steve Rogers over here? Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. are you ready? <laughs> all right, should we should we get yeah, into? Yeah, sorry, it? you read my mind. All right, here we go. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, all right. The first. RoboCop animated series uh, premiered October 1st, 1988, 12 episodes long, only one season. And uh, as I previously stated, we are watching season one, episode one, known as Crime Wave. And uh, here is a synopsis for that episode, because I think we all know like the general synopsis for RoboCop at this point. 
jealous over yeah. OCP choosing the development of RoboCop instead of his projects like Ed 209, Dr. McNamara hires a gang of hoods, am I allowed to say that? Called the Vandals, <laughs> one of my favorite punk bands of all time, to wreck old Detroit. Yeah, a very creative name for the... Uh... <laughs> For these vandals. Right. To wreck old Detroit with the help of his gadgets and prove that RoboCop is useless. So this is almost the uh, exact uh, same plot from um, from uh, Prime Directives, basically. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> uh, in fact, I kind of expected the gang to be called... Uh, what, what was the one bombs. In Prime Directives the called? The Bombs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had like also something very like... You know, on the nose. Mm. But uh, Steve, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it offline, but uh, I was wondering if maybe you'd be interested in joining my gang. Uh, we're called the Criminals. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've been trying to get in with them for a long time. Thank you for inviting yeah. me. Fin finally, uh, yeah. an old senior citizen like myself is hip and cool. <laughs> once I joined the Criminals, well, well, we 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 aren't sure what like Metamucil flavors we should be stealing. <laughs> To try and turn over on the black market so we were hoping to uh anyway we'll talk about alpha as we're long as i can get a six pack of insure i'm good um all right so uh all right um before so of course i have to know um what is your experience uh, if any with the robocop animated series i thought i had never seen this before but then i started watching it and I definitely, and I don't know if it's from commercials or whatever, but I, I must have like watched a little bit of it because I definitely remember the character design for um, his partner, whose name I already Lewis. forgot. Yes, Lewis, thank you. Um, so I remember like her character design for, um, and, uh, the, the, and a couple other characters and the voices too. So I must have watched it, but I mean, I, I didn't remember like anything from an episode. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you? I, I bet you were all over this <laughs> I, you you're you're probably robocop in every episode if you know what i'm saying <laughs> robocop off is that what you're trying to get at no like when, when you like cop something it means you like steal oh, it oh wow there's that hip, oh, cool Steve, lingo I, again um I, mean, I i think maybe i caught an episode of uh this one i know i've seen more yeah you cop more, more of the robocop <laughs> alpha commando where RoboCop is basically Inspector Gadget because he's got all these like things that pop out of his hands and um I think he's got the jetpack and everything um but yeah I think I feel like this one came on too early in the morning um I remember maybe seeing like 5 to 10 minutes of it but yeah I didn't see uh, mm -hmm. as much as I would have liked to uh back then oh, I'm very surprised and Yeah well I don't know you know we didn't have uh TiVo back then so uh no. <laughs> It's good to see at your age you can still, you know, surprise us every once <laughs> This is the dumbest gimmick ever. He's two years older than me, uh, ladies have, and gentlemen. Two years older. I, I don't know if you're able to see I, I don't I don't know if you're able to see it without your glasses, but creative caves in the chat. Uh, he said, Sup guys, uh, how's it going? And he also had an see, I, I don't I don't have to bring the no fear shirts because he does yeah, it. Uh, he does. Let me read his comment. Yeah. Don't expose your baldness. Cover it with metal. No fear. <laughs> That's man. I think uh, we could probably sell that uh, shirt to a lot of people in the uh, RoboCop well, Facebook group, probably if they're here. Yeah. And if you are here, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, but uh, yeah, so you were talking about the character designs, and do uh, the character designs here remind you of any other sort of popular cartoons that were going on at the time? I don't. You know, they definitely remind me of something. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I don't know if it's because this kind of has a very 90s look to it in terms of the animation. Even though it came out like in 88, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, but I don't know. It's got that same kind of like look that like Spider-Man 90s cartoon did and uh, other stuff. Just take my word for it. I can't remember any names. <laughs> now who's the old man? But anyway... Uh so, but yeah, uh, what about you? I mean, it sounds like you have a little backstory. Well, you were on the right track because this was produced by Marvel Productions. That's right. Marvel Comics, if you will. I think it looks uh, very similar to uh, G.I. Joe. In fact, I think Lewis looks exactly like, mm. uh, like Scarlet or, um, you know, one of the other Lady Joes. Uh, I also feel like there's also aspects of cops fighting time in a future or fighting crime in a future time. Um, do you get those vibes? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. 
So uh, anyway, this is uh, this episode is directed by. <laughs> it took two guys to direct this 22 minute wow. episode. There's just that much uh, robo action in here. And the first is uh, director Bill Hutton, and uh, he worked on. Uh, he both of these guys have a very long, illustrious animation careers. Uh, he started on uh, Pac Man, and uh, make sure you uh, check mm. out our review of. <laughs> Cubert, the Cubert Thanksgiving special. Since we're not doing anything uh, Thanksgiving related this year, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, he worked on James Bond Jr., uh, which we also covered, and uh, Toxic Crusaders, which is another cartoon based on a uh, R-rated um, property. And his latest venture is the Chucklewood Critters: colon, A Chucklewood Halloween. I uh, kind of wish we would have. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish we would have covered that for Halloween. But yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm sure. And then uh, the next yeah. guy, I'm pretty sure his name has uh, popped up on past episodes. Uh, former porn director Tony Love. Um, he's he started all the way back on Top Cat for Hanna Barbera. Also worked on Pac Man, Tiny Toon Adventures, Pirates of Dark Water, the original yeah. TMNT. And the Speed Racer reboot. Yeah, I, I see that he did tweet that he's going to soon release the previously unreleased Bottom Cats from his uh, porn career. So God. that'll be wow. wow. <laughs> uh, creative KB here in the chat pointed out that Stanley was the basis for his physique. I'm assuming a RoboCop's physique. Oh yeah, I can definitely see that. Not really, but sure, we'll go with it. <laughs> And he also recommended covering uh, the uh, an episode or special of the Pac-Man series. Yeah. Which is quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, next up, uh, again, we had to have two writers for this 22-minute cartoon. Uh, the, first, the first being Rich Fogel. Again, I believe this name has shown up for us because he worked on Wildcats, Cowboys of Moo Mesa, Batman Beyond, and Captain Planet. Uh, all those we covered except for Batman Beyond. And then his writing partner in this venture is uh, Mark Seidenberg, uh, who worked on Biker Mice from Mars, Mighty Max, The Snorks, and a lot of the other stuff that Rich Fogel also worked on. Um, and so uh, who are some of the voice actors in this show? Well, I'm not going to get too much into what any of these people did with one exception that's kind of noteworthy. Um, for the most part, they stuck mostly to voice acting. There was one guy that had a lot of live action stuff, but it was all like bit parts. So, uh, playing the voice of RoboCop slash Alex Murphy is Dan Hennessy. It appears he was later replaced by Robert Boxdale, um, uh, in the series. Uh, Robert Boxdale, coincidentally, uh, in this show plays Dr. McNamara, um, Officer Lewis is played by Susan Roman. Uh, she is the one that I wanted to point out. I think she was the voice of um, Sailor from Sailor Moon. She was the voice of like Sailor Jupiter okay. or whatever in the American right. series. So apparently she's pretty well known for that. Um, Dr. Tyler is played by Barbara Budd. Well, are you okay I'm there? I'm laughing at Creative KB's uh, comment. He says, uh, let me guess, a Star Trek actor played a janitor. Uh, there are no Star Trek connections this time, unfortunately. Oh, but at that Oddities Expo, even though it's all selling like skulls and gothic artists and all this stuff, I did find like five packs of like different series of Star Trek trading cards from the 90s. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and one of them, hold on, one of them, even though it looks like it's a pack of trading cards and it definitely is a card, it says that what's in there are laser discs or I'm sorry, star discs. <laughs> They're pop-out Pogs. Oh, nice. Uh, so you pop them out of the card. If you see Pogs, so. ladies and gentlemen, you buy them. I know I would, even if it's Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Right, I'm going to let that <laughs> um, Then we've got Old Man, played by Phil Proctor. Uh, I guess you weren't available. Uh, we've got Roger <laughs> Hedgecock, played by uh, his... <laughs> that sounds very pornographic, Hedgecock. Um <laughs> The, he's played by the somewhat pornographic-sounding Rex Hagon. Yeah. Uh, sounds more like a villain in, like, an 80s uh, Nintendo game. Um, the uh, <laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, we already talked about Dr. McNamara. Then we've got Clarence Bodicker. Yeah. That makes more mm -hmm. sense. 
uh, played by Len Carlson. Um, and that's pretty much. Oh, Greg Morton plays uh, Sergeant. Reed. And uh, just pretty much so everyone play. knows, uh, Clarence Bodiger does not show up in this episode. Uh, but I mean, I just uh, thought it was crazy that, you know, I've, I feel like, all right, if you were going to make a, a RoboCop in um, 2023 animated series for kids, uh, you definitely wouldn't have Clarence Bodiger in there because, you know, he's a horrible human being. But in the 80s, he just didn't care. They knew the kids would be like, where's Clarence? Why is it Clarence here? So luckily, Marvel delivered. But they haven't been delivering. So, I mean, what was he? What, what did he do? Why is he Clarence terrible? Clarence Bodiger is basically the villain who kills Alex Murphy in RoboCop 1. Like, shoots him in the head, shoots off his hand. Oh, um, Kurt Wood. Care. For some reason, I thought you meant the actor. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Wood Smith. Yeah. From that Yeah, no, show. I, Kurt Wood Smith, by the way, has been in uh, quite a few Star Trek productions. <laughs> Stop it. But, Stop uh, it. <laughs> he has been. I know he has. <laughs> he's in, he's in, uh but uh no for some reason uh i don't know maybe because i'm high i thought you were talking about the actor the voice actor playing clarence parker <laughs> being a real life asshole. well lynn carlson has been in a lot of stuff i mean i don't know if uh, he's an asshole or not but uh <clears throat> anyway uh so are you ready to jump into the episode or you still have some uh some more people to mention? no no uh let, let's let's get into it all right so uh right off the bat we get your sort of a uh, classic 80s, 90s uh, opening with uh, some pretty cool sounding music and some voiceover explaining basically uh, RoboCop's origin. And did you happen to catch who composed the music for RoboCop? I yeah, Saban. <laughs> yeah, Shooky Levy and Haim Saban. And uh, mm. I don't know about you, but I th- well, Saban was also one of the. Um distributors i think or production companies involved with this as well besides Marvel. yeah um but uh i mean i don't know about you but i think the opening theme is pretty cool and actually the music overall how, how about you yeah yeah i agree uh they, well the opening theme isn't really an opening theme because it's basically like there's music playing and they're like get, explaining the premise of robo right yeah there's not any um, sort of but it was good it, it was well yeah. done it was yeah, well there's done. not any sort of robocop robocop he's gonna save you yeah that's that's not in there because they robocop was past that at that point he was too badass yeah. for any sing, sing-songy yeah. choruses um all right so we jump into the uh, episode and right when they show murphy and lewis in the opening they look like brother and sister for some reason um and then you get a quick glance of like Clarence and like two of the thugs from the movie uh, just in the beginning. And I was like, wow, good on good on you, Marvel. But <laughs> things were different back then. Uh, yeah. So the uh, episode starts and uh, just like in Prime Directives, there's some thugs um, and they have taken over. Uh, what what are they robbing? What? what? Uh, Steve, they're robbing blood. It's what they're, they're stealing. stealing. A, they're just stealing they're blood. They're robbing a blood bank, and I don't think they ever mentioned why they needed it. Um, well, they say uh, one of the bad guys says, uh, "Oh, careful with that. This stuff's worth, uh, you know, a, a fortune on the black market. The black blood market." I guess uh, they were re- in uh, old, like in old Detroit, in the not too distant future. There's a blood shortage somehow. Uh, but the thing is, like, I—I I mean, who is buying this blood? It would be hospitals, more than likely, or medical places, anyways. So, and I'm just trying to picture like the writers' room, and by the room, I mean the two dudes talking to each other. And they're like, "All right, so we're gonna have the thugs rob a bank." And the other guy's like, "Nah, nah, bro, I'm sick of banks. Like, we gotta do something different. This is RoboCop. We gotta think outside the box." And the other guy's like, "Well, bro, how about a blood bank?" genius you've done it again let's go with it like i just don't right. see the the point like it's just really really yeah and, and by the way if this market is so high this this black blood market <laughs> how come <laughs> so the what are the some random scientist shows up from the ocp and tells the cops that are there trying to you know kill these guys or whatever or get these guys out the building he the scientist tells them Oh, they were going to rob the blood. Uh, don't you understand? Like, the hospital needs this. Hundreds of people could die. Right, right. right. So, I mean, 
so th- it sounds like they're not really going to have that many potential customers <laughs> for this blood. I don't think it's in as high demand as these uh, as the vandals think. Right. It is. Well, I assume that um, the scientist he was the guy working in the blood bank, and for whatever reason, the vandals uh, let let him go. Um, I guess they didn't want to do a. Um, hostage situation well i think that hours is what it looked like cause it, <laughs> like the thing was empty and I, I i just thought he showed up because you know the alarm alerted him yeah they all right yeah or they called him up and like safe touch was like hey what's you know your blood is getting stolen <laughs> right 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 and uh how would you do, okay so the thugs they all have uh, matching camouflage pants at least they they bothered to change their tops or whatever um i guess so they could sell more action figures uh how would you describe the uh, the leader of the uh, like especially his haircut um he's the guy with like he had a mullet i think right oh yeah like, like, Super a, like a mullet yeah, yeah like a yeah. flat top mullet mm-hmm. thing it, it was like if you gave guile from street fighter 2 a mullet oh yeah well said well said yeah, but but you kept and... the top part as is <laughs> exactly so uh basically the cops are like uh oh, you know come on out give yourselves up and uh mullet guy i just kept calling him mullet guy he um opens the window and basically unloads on the cops but before do you remember what he uh what part of his body he told the cops to kiss no he said kiss my big toe copper and mm. then uh unloads on them so ooh really edgy stuff <laughs> yeah and he yeah. he blows up a uh, a cop car but um i mean i will say that uh i, I think the there's a pretty decent level of uh of action and gunplay in this yeah, there's uh, a lot, there, yeah this is definitely a lot more violent than i expected um and the animation i, I i'm actually gonna bring up the animation because creative kb had asked about it but uh he uh, said, uh, it, well, first he said, take a shot anytime there's an animation error and RoboCop mm-hmm. has no arm. And then he was asking if the animation's polished. And I mean, I think for a 90s, uh, well, really, this is in, this was produced in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it lasted through the early 90s. But for a cartoon of that era on TV, I actually thought the animation was really solid. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, it's uh, as we said earlier, I, I'm not sure if you're here at Creative. Uh, it's basically like... Uh, Maybe a slight uh, tick above, um, like GI Joe style between GI Joe. Oh, I would and definitely Cops. say it's above, you know, GI Joe, eighties yeah. GI Joe. And just like with GI Joe, instead of like shooting bullets, they pretty much just shoot lasers. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then... RoboCop shoots like lasers, but later we do see that the uh, what's that thing called the ED or the two hundred nine? The two hundred nine uh, yeah. does shoot bullets, as we see him uh, try to murder. Uh, uh, people in their cars and arguably does murder uh, some yeah. of them. So, oh, I was so Fox glad kids that were, were murder. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, they are, they were very conservative for a while there. I do have a, okay. I do have one question for you about the RoboCop design, or I guess it's more about your opinion. Okay. So for some reason, animated RoboCop has like a metal cod piece. And in the, in the movie, it's just a, black you know sort of void why does animated robocop need a robocod piece oh i had not noticed that very distinct uh difference steve mm-hmm. uh i I, w- I was so robo caught up by the story that i uh, <laughs> didn't pay attention right. to that but i i don't know do you know why they did that no no i have no i because even the uh, action figure because i would say um uh, RoboCop, uh, if I didn't make it clear before, was a franchise that I definitely got obsessed with. And I remember, uh, like in elementary school, my dad was like, if you make a, a hundred on your spelling test, I'll buy you whatever you want. So, of course, uh, I said I wanted a RoboCop action figure. And I remember the action figure had the cod piece as well. Like, and so. you were, and as a child, you were like, Whoa, this is not the correct crotch for my. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just like, why in the movie does he just have, you know, the black and then here he's got the metal. Like, Dad, uh, why do I have to spell all the words right and Hasbro doesn't have to get the cod piece right? Yeah, I should have asked him that back then. I really should have. And your dad and was like, right, son, you... uh, some things you'll have to wait to get to heaven and ask God about. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That might have been his answer, actually. So Uh I actually think it makes more sense for him to have a metal cod piece, though, because uh, now his balls 
uh, are not if they're flesh if if they're flesh cop balls, mm -hmm. they're you know going to be more vulnerable without the cod piece. So so what you're saying is it's the shadow hawk armor all over again. Uh, kind of, yeah. And, and then the thing, <laughs> and at one point, uh, the bad guys, the the villains here, the or the vandals, they shoot at Robocop, and I think the vandals did have bullets though. They didn't have laser yeah. guns. No, you're right. And you're right. So the bullets are bouncing off Robocop. Uh, you know, his balls are fine. Uh, but one thing I like that he did is he put his hand up over his mouth, over yeah. his mouth, so his flesh part, his fleshy bits wouldn't get shot up, which. I thought that was a nice little touch. However, uh, like 10 frames later, uh, he drops his guard. He drops his mouth while he's like talking or he drops his hand and just lets them shoot at his mouth. So I don't know. But yeah. I, it, it was nice that somebody thought of it, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just they never even did that in the movies. I just think it's uh, amazing that they uh, chose to do that here in the kids cartoon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but moving on. So basically the um, the blood bank starts to shake and out pops a Robocop and Lewis um, through a wall. They break a wall. Kool-Aid yeah, man style. Kool-Aid man style. Absolutely. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, the bad guys, of course, immediately try to um, waste Robocop, but he pretty much wastes them. He sh shoots a bunch of uh, lasers at them and causes them to pretty much uh, scatter um mullet thug um and his uh uh i would say his sidekick sunglasses thug the guy who's constantly laughing <laughs> they uh they try to leave in a van but of course robocop i mean he's been doing his um deadlifts he deadlifts that van like it's nothing mm -hmm. and he shakes it somehow the door opens and the thugs fall out like no problem and uh lewis <laughs> since she's a woman oh i forgot to say uh, mullet thug before they jump into the van he uh ignites this uh timed dynamite and he's like yeah we're gonna leave something for the cops and um while um robocop is shaking them out of the van lewis grabs uh the dynamite and uh she can't defuse it so she gives it to robo you know this um highly intelligent you know artificially intelligent uh you know robot uh, cyborg and uh, how does he take care of the of the bomb you hell well he like there's like only like 10 seconds left or something he goes there's no time and uh, <laughs> he throws it through a window on the ceiling uh, and it explodes uh, like a hundred feet in the air um, so <laughs> creative cave was asking I, I think he was joking around but I am kind of curious because I don't remember uh, he was asking, like, you know, if uh, if that how Murphy was killed, if they shot his regions, his nether region. But do, do, does his nether regions get shot up in the in the first movie when he's killed? Well, they they killed his legs, basically, <laughs> or shot up his legs. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. So, yeah, there's he doesn't have like there's no way for him to, you know, make any robo kids. If you if you get my. Oh, trip. so so his crotch was shot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they they basically took away his like bottom torso and just put robot legs down there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. Um. Oh, I, I liked your impression of the RoboCop voice, and uh, that leads me to another question. Um. How do you think? How do you feel about this voice compared to uh, Paige Fletcher's voice in Prime Directives? I actually like this better. Yeah, me too. Than it's Paige Fletcher's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, it's more. I, I also like the way this RoboCop walks better. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, one hundred percent. So now we're uh, at the the jail. I guess you could assume at the uh, police precinct. Um, and uh, we forgot to mention there was like a cop uh, outside of the whole blood bank situation. This guy, I just called him like Officer Squinty Face, and um, basically he busts. Um, Robo's Robo Balls about his performance during the bust. You know, basically, you know, it's your typical, ah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm sick of your robot ways, blah, blah, blah. And then RoboCop, he's right. just all laying down the Robo facts. I was just following my prime directives. And then he goes ahead and um, lists them all. And I will say RoboCop's mouth, like, is a little weird sometimes. And also just uh, – the way the uh, the sort of visor is drawn, it just feels a little off uh, compared to uh, real life. I don't know if that's uh, just because it's 2D anime. I mean, did you get that that vibe at all? 
I did. Um, I wasn't. I also wasn't too crazy about how like his visor, like it. It's more like it has like a red light in it yeah, now. Yeah, it's got, mm. and it's like a Cylon, <laughs> you know, or or maybe even Kit. Yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Uh, is that, I figured that that would be more like your era. Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, not yours, you so, zoomer. <laughs> correct. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, and they kind of use it the the light. You know, sometimes it'll be longer, sometimes it'll be shorter, and they kind of use it, I guess, to show you his expressions or yeah, that's what emotions. And one time they use it to like imply, okay, I'm fully powered up, so I, I'm not crazy about. Yeah, that. I guess it was to give, yeah, like, like you were saying, to give RoboCop some sort of indicator of how he was feeling or interacting with things. I guess they felt kids needed that for some reason. Um, so uh, moving on, we now get. By the way, uh, I just want to mention this before I forget. There's one time where, like, RoboCop, it might actually be after they uh, arrest the Vandals or whatever. Um, RoboCop, he's already put his gun away. Like, the situation's diffused. There's no reason for anybody to have their armed weapon out. Uh, RoboCop, his thigh opens up. His He takes his gun out. He just twirls it for no reason. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, I was just doing my job. And then he, like, twirls it. Uh, to show off, which I was like, okay, that's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, well, you know, that was his uh, his thing from RoboCop 1, which I feel like they never even really did that much moving forward after that movie. Um, but in RoboCop 1, wasn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, like he would spin it just once as he was putting it into his back into his yeah, thigh, it was... where here he's just like holding it out, spinning it, show it off, like 10, it'll spin like 30, 10 or 20 times. Uh, I guess uh, he just, uh, they didn't want to animate uh, the gun going back into his thigh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Those lazy Marvel right. animators. Ah, but they, wouldn't they just reverse the fr- like put the re- the frames in reverse order? I, you would think so. I, I I don't have an answer. Then you hell, you've you've broken me. There you go. <laughs> uh, so um, now we get your um, sort of. It's almost a trope of RoboCop. Your OCP board meeting. Um, McNamara, who I dubbed here indoor sunglasses guy, <laughs> he's literally always wearing sunglasses indoors. Um, so, and he's also got a metal hand. So if this guy, just the look of this guy says villain, like if you don't think he's a villain, right. he is. There you go. Spoiler alert. Um, he says RoboCop is too expensive to like to the rest of the board members and they should, um, invest in the Ed 209. And then, um, we see a hilarious clip or what in, turns into hilarious, if not maybe... Um, oh, yeah, I was laughing out loud. Blood-curdling clip of Ed 209 directing traffic, and someone does an illegal turn, and he just... Well, you, I, think, I think before you explain what happens, you should explain what Ed 209 is for somebody who may not know. Uh, I mean, do you want to take it away? Sure. Uh, it's basically like a little mech, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's got these giant, ridiculous guns... I, I, he was, how tall was he in the movie? Would you say like 15 feet yeah, or something like that? Yeah, between 10 and 15 feet. For, if he extended to his yeah. like full height, yeah. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So yeah, he's this giant walking mech that's not controlled by a person. You know, he's like his own autonomous robot mm-hmm. thing. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I always thought Ed 209 looked pretty cool, but uh, he just, uh, you know, didn't have, he wasn't able to walk downstairs, and that was a problem. <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, yeah, so he's directing traffic. This, uh, as Yale said, this mech Ed two hundred nine, and uh, this like uh, these hipsters make like an illegal turn or something. And basically, Ed two hundred nine, with his arm an illegal U turn, arm mounted laser slash machine guns, whatever they are here, he just unloads on everyone out on the middle of the street and broad daylight and they thought this was acceptable for kids in 1988 i love it i love it. he shoots up the trunk so bad that it catches on fire (laughs) and they get into a car accident then he shoots another car that just straight up explodes so they're dead uh and the whole time he's just like progressively saying funnier Mm. things he's like you did not he's like switching lanes without a turn signal is a violation of code blah 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 uh and then like after he causes this massive car wreck he goes to the cars that have been crashed, and he tells them that they're illegally parked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, if Prime Directives has a flaw, it's the fact that there's no Ed 209 in it. But it wouldn't really make any sense for yeah. them to have Ed 209 in there since it took place in the future so much. 
Yeah, in the chat here, Creative Kivy had said, uh, I, you know, I think this is harkening back to a question he asked last week. Why did they leave me bald? Are we here just to suffer? Because, uh, yeah, they, they made uh, RoboCop, Alex Murphy, bald. Um, yeah, well, there, uh, when they no uh, turned for... him into a robot. Wait, did we discuss this last time? There's no reason yes. for a cyborg to have hair. All right, let's move on. Okay. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's, are they like, is it not growing? Did he just happen to go bald? Are they shaving it regularly? <laughs> Uh, I just want to know. See last episode for uh, for these answers. Okay, so uh, <laughs> moving on, um, the uh, the vandals have taken up residence. Uh, well, no, it's, they're just they're in an arcade playing arcade games, and uh, yeah, they're the only ones in the arcade mm-hmm. though. And um, is it a different gang? There's a, there's another gang. They all wear um, uh, skull shirts uh, on their. Um, there's. Uh, no, I thought this was the same gang, but um, yeah, well, because they talk yeah, yeah, about like, right. well, I don't uh, know why they're all wearing the same shirt now. I guess they didn't bother to put, uh, they didn't coordinate their shirts when they were robbing the blood bank. Well, yeah, this may have been something like after they they were foiled, they were like, you know what, we're missing <laughs> matching shirts, coordinated shirts. Yeah, yeah, yes. And um, so uh, so yeah, they start <laughs> basically they lose at a game like their leader. I think it's mullet guy loses. So they take out their frustration on the arcade cabinets. And I mean, as a supporter of uh, classic arcade games, I was triggered by this whole scene. Um, you know, humans being <laughs> eviscerated, no problem. But classic arcade cabinets, uh, I cried. I cried. I really did. Uh, yeah, they like kick it and it starts like crumbling <laughs> as they're kicking it. Which one of them's on like, the wow. ground. And yeah, they just unload on it. It's so ridiculous. It's it's hilarious. I I, I think though, Steve, like the uh, I, and I agree, it was pretty funny. I don't think it was intentionally funny, but uh, I guess it's to like establish that they're stronger than your average human because then immediately this old uh, this guy comes in, uh, the evil McNamara. guy with the sunglasses. McNamara. Yeah, he comes in and uh, he's like, hey, uh, I want I know you guys have special abilities. Uh, I've seen the way you beat up this uh, Galaga <laughs> arcade cabinet. You really took it and to you Tron. Know what? I want I want it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he basically is like, I'll pay you a bunch of money to cause a crime wave. Uh, and, uh, and they're like, ask him, why would anyone pay us to do this? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, good on them for asking mm-hmm. questions. And uh, Doc, uh, McNamara says, well, because this will make RoboCop look bad and people lose faith in him. So that that's the evil sinister Right. Plan. Thus discontinuing the RoboCop program and then, I guess, putting more Ed 209s in the, uh, into the old Detroit, thus making McNamara like king of OCP, more or less. Yeah. And rich, I assume. Yeah, richer. I mean, he's already like way high up there i don't mean how much more money does yeah. he need but he's 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 i have a fully working metal hand wrench, yeah <laughs> i hope know? to get there someday i really do someday steve um so uh, uh oh well we we forgot to mention though before he hires them the gang turns their ire onto mcnamara and he just very casually calls in an ed 209 and he unloads on the gang again destroying many priceless animated arcade cabinets um, and, uh, and then he, they hatched their plan together. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he, uh, shows them, uh, he means business and he also offers to give them, uh, any technical. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Because I mean, obviously they will, you know, need more to go up against the entirety of the Detroit, uh, police department. Yeah. Although we should mention Steve that the vandals already have, um, a cyborg on their team. They have robo dog. Yeah. Oh, which we haven't discussed. I'm glad you mentioned. Oh, I think it's just a dog that's wearing armor for some reason. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't think it's like has but cybernetic. Did it remind parts, you but... of another animated robot dog? <laughs> uh, no, it actually reminded me a little bit of um, uh, whatever He Man's uh, thing he rides. Oh, uh, Cringer. Uh, Cringer. The Battle Cat. Cringer, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the battle cat. Well, it reminded me of uh, the robot dog from Cops, uh, which I uh, previously mentioned. Oh. Yeah, I think their names were like Bowser and Blitz. Or, yeah, but uh, yeah, it really reminded me of that thing. Anyway, uh, so now we are in the Robo Lab. Um, and um, just like in Prime Directives, a RoboCop sits in his chair and he's got uh, who I call the Robo Nurse, <laughs> basically, this uh, female scientist who's in charge of. Uh, taking care of um of robocop and uh 
<laughs> I swear, uh, the guys who made Prime Directives, they they must they took a lot of um, influence from this animated series. It seems like. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, she's RoboCop's only sort of. You think like the chief of police would be like um, RoboCop's like. Oh, you know, you, you. I'm sick of your renegade ways, RoboCop. You need to take it down a notch. But no, no, no. The chief is 100% for RoboCop, but the uh, yeah. the nurse. He he keeps using uh, sports analogies to describe the the situation whenever RoboCop is not around or unavailable. <laughs> He's like, oh, where's that RoboCop? We can't have our best man on the bench. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. Another time he's like, ah, it's fourth and goal, everybody, and RoboCop's not around, so you gotta get out there and die in the streets. Yeah. It's it's like war games. He's gotta throw a bunch of guys over the top rope in order to, I don't know all the rules, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you get the idea. So anyway, um, ro- the robo-nurse is like, oh, RoboCop, you know, you've depleted your energy, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Lewis is like, oh, you can't tell RoboCop what to do. And they basically have like an argument. And the robo nurse calls Lewis a paramecium, which uh, is kind of funny. I don't know. I chuckled at it. Um, and yeah, and just like Yahel says, the chief comes down and is like, we need RoboCop into action. And then, of course, RoboCop, like not listening to his uh, his mother figure, the robo nurse is like, <laughs> he just jumps up and throws on his helmet and is like, I am ready to get into action, like more or less. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the chief is his boss is, I guess, what. Um, and then there's like a. A scientist, a second scientist, mm-hmm. who I guess is like that lady's assistant right. or something. Mm-hmm. But he's always like, yeah, get out there, RoboCop, <laughs> even though she's just like, you got to stay. Like what she's saying makes total mm-hmm. sense. She's like, no, you have a lot of circuits that are screwed up. You're you're barely functional. You need to stay here so we can fix you or it'll be permanent. And uh, everyone's like, no, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Robo Nurse. RoboCop yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they're just, RoboCop just cares too much. Uh, that's what they're. Like, like, she's the only one that's really looking after his well being. Uh, and everyone is like, no, no, no. You, you gotta, it's his body, his choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, those are an odd choice of words, but uh, sure. Yeah, let's go with it. Um, so the, uh, the vandals, they're wreaking havoc in a mall. Uh, RoboCop and Lewis uh, drive their squad car into the mall, uh, which I had that car, um, in case anyone's interested. Uh, Well, the toy version of it, that is. Um, And uh, then uh, the gang, they um, converge on Robo. Uh, They end up knocking him down, and then they, they one of the guys has a chainsaw, and he cuts Lewis's gun, like, uh, in two, and uh, they end up... um, uh, handcuffing her on the ground. Uh, I think that's at this part. Um, and then uh, yeah, Robo- yeah. basically Robocop and Lewis, they end up taking on the guys with uh, just fisticuffs. I guess it was a reason uh, not to have uh, a bunch of shooting or whatever. And uh, they run over Robocop uh, with a car. And uh, as uh, and then they just walk away. Um, like, I guess Lewis just... Uh, yeah, because he wasn't handcuffed here. She just They decided they didn't want to hurt Lewis, and they just walked away. And then Lewis shows up, and she's like, Robo, are you okay? And uh, and he shuts down just like the nurse, uh, the robo nurse said he would. Um, so you're right. They really should have listened to her. Mm-hmm. So now we're back in the robo lab again. Um, and the robo nurse blames Lewis, which, as she should, because, <laughs> I mean, yep. she should be blaming everyone, really. Um, and then Lewis is like, oh, maybe it is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she never reflects on that again for the rest of the episode. But isn't like the next scene, like basically RoboCop is like goes with them anyways, even though, again, he's not like at full whatever. And she's like, all right, let's go, RoboCop. So this yep. is Lewis. I mean, she does not. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. And then um, we get a shot of uh, McNamara. Uh, and he talks to the old man, or AKA the boss of OCP, and the uh, the old man is like, "Ooh, I, I guess I will reconsider the RoboCop program." Uh, the McNamara in this scene, did he remind you of? Remember when like uh, Sting and a couple times in TNA, he like wouldn't wear his makeup for like promos or interviews, and he would just wear sunglasses and have mm-hmm. his like 
didn't he look a little bit like Sting? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for those uh, who don't know, we're talking about Sting the wrestler, uh-huh. not Sting of police and uh, Kama Sutra fame. <laughs> One of these days, they uh, they they have to team up somehow. Um, before Sting retires in what like well you know weeks. they they have met like a bunch of times and like uh, posted pictures together and See, stuff. See like... that those pictures are fake. Okay, if you say they so. Are, I mean, they are. I'm pretty sure Sting himself tweeted. Uh, well, all right, you show me the we'll follow up. We'll follow up. Okay, we will. We will. We're not gonna follow. <laughs> all right, so moving on, <laughs> we get a media break. Which uh, for those who, who don't know, media break is basically the the news in the RoboCop universe. Uh, called Media Net in Prime Directives. Uh, and uh, it shows the gang once again wreaking havoc, this time on the entire city. Um, and uh, then we are with the gang in real life, and they are driving around in... Uh, do you remember the name of this vehicle that they're driving around in? Uh, the Killdozer, yeah. I think. <laughs> and I swear, did, wasn't there a Killdozer in the Captain Planet episode we watched also? like that? <laughs> uh, man, I don't, I don't recall. No, I'm pretty sure there was. But uh, anyway, so just... All right, wait, I'm not crazy. I found pictures from WCW Magazine of both Stings together. Okay, all right, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy the magazine and send it to you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just like Yehel said, the chief basically rallies all the cops, and RoboCop just uh, jumps up, ready to go, and they blast uh, some awesome music in the background. And uh, Robo Nurse uh, voices her um, her opinion that Robo shouldn't go, but he does anyway. He, Robo was just like, "Screw you and your facts, Robo Nurse." And I mean, he didn't actually say it, but he was thinking it. You could tell it was in his little blinky visor. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, the gang is in the killdozer, they smash cars, they head to the, uh, gold depository to steal gold. <laughs> Remember when we actually used to have gold in this country? It was probably the eighties. Um, yeah. Then Jeff Jarrett and global force wrestling, uh, global force gold, uh, took it all. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? I'm familiar with gwf but i didn't know that they said uh, gfw GF, sure. uh, but yeah yeah so he used like the global force name to also start selling gold to people what? yeah wow, that's the most obscure this fact is, ever this is back when like you know like doom prepping like really got into like the public zeitgeist <laughs> and uh yeah he was and you know there were a bunch of companies selling gold because mm-hmm. you know the end is coming um and they were like oh yeah you need to buy gold so you have that, that, that'll be what we're going to trade, bars of gold. Uh, and he started selling Global Force gold. Do you listen, uh, and, do you listen to the Jeff Jarrett podcast? Uh, no, no. You should listen. I love Jeff Jarrett, though. I unironically think he should get a world title run. No, I, yeah, I, he's awesome. I agree. And you should, you should at least listen to the TNA episodes of the Jeff Jarrett podcast because, you know, we were there for all that stuff. Uh, well, not all of it, but yeah. a lot of it. But a- anyway... I don't uh, know. Smoke Monster is in the chat. I do want to say hello. He said, I love gold. <laughs> gold. I think he's uh, doing a um, Austin Powers reference there. So, and earlier, Creative Kibbe had asked if we would ever do like a live kind of mystery science theater 3000, like watch along, you know, and commentary. Mm-hmm. Telling him if we ever did for us to do something like that, it'd probably have to be something that's uh, in the, uh, that's, uh, what's it called? Uh, public, public domain. Well, we've, yeah, we tried a few times. Uh, we did, uh, I think it was the Legend of Zelda episode, and YouTube shut that one down. Um, but there were others that... Yeah, in the beginning, we tried something that was pretty obscure, because he was saying, oh, maybe something with, you know, where the IP is dead. But I think we tried that at the beginning. And... We've, we've done it successfully on a few things. I just can't think of it at the time. The very first thing was the um, the Sega um, thing that, uh, that, oh yeah, absolutely. Rose street. But that's cause we already knew from me doing it that right, it would right. be fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's a few, like we did one over, um, that Hulk Hogan game, um, the CD ROM game. Thunder in paradise. Yeah, yeah. That was one that was pulled off successfully. So yeah, I mean, I would definitely like to do that again. Yeah. We just have to find something that YouTube isn't going to, um, shut down the stream for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll do it at some point, yeah. but, uh, but uh, moving on with RoboCop here, um, they shoot missiles at RoboCop. Lewis throws a smoke bomb in the Killdozer, 
But yeah, here they um, they grab Lewis and they handcuff her because, you know, the writers are like, oh, what are we going to do with Lewis? We got to get her out of the way because, you know, we all know Robo's the big star here. Um, they all mm-hmm. gang up on Robo, but he picks them up and throws them around like ragdolls um, because <laughs> and the way this whole thing ends is just so stupid. Um, so uh, Robo's energy um, gets depleted. But somehow he manages to throw a steel beam at the killdozer, uh, and then Final, again it goes through like the the window of the killdozer mm-hmm. towards the head of the henchman driving it, like Final Destination style. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> was... like that guy's dead. But then the next scene, like they show he like I I guess he ducked or something because it's fine. so over the top. It's hilarious. And then for some reason, again we've got a highly intelligent cyborg here. RoboCop finally uses his gun to shoot the fuel tank of the killdozer, causing it to explode, proving once again and for all that guns are always the answer to all of our problems. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then Robo uh, frees Lewis, and uh, then we see um, the old man, once again, the, the head of OCP, talking to McNamara. And he's going, oh, I think it's too soon to discontinue the RoboCop program. And, of course, you know, that doesn't sit well with McNamara, but he takes it because he's just a corporate crony. And then we're back in the Robo Lab. All the cops praise Robo, except, of course, the Robo nurse, who says, it's weird, he says, um, he could have been killed. And then Lewis says, you can't keep a good man down. And then the nurse says, or machine. And then they all laugh and then cut to credits. Like, does that ending yeah. make any sense to you? <laughs> it sounds like, it, like if I didn't know better, I could have, I would have sworn you were describing the ending to an episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Thoughts. Yeah, oh like, man, it was so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very eighties. Um, but, uh, but what do you think about uh, RoboCop like waiting to the very end to finally use his gun? Um, I mean, I, I guess he kind of has to, right? Otherwise, it's over. Although he did use it like right away when uh he stopped the guys at the blood bank yeah i mean i but... i feel like normally they uh you know they try to find reasons for them not to use their gun not to right but they just... well at one point well he did try to use it uh earlier but like they had knocked it out of the way or something because remember he goes i must find my weapon oh, or something like yeah. that yeah there you go um now, see steve this is why they had two writers <laughs> so they could double check each other um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that is, the... but, but I will say I was very surprised that they actually do have RoboCop like in the beginning, like he shoots people and he hits them. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's like, you know, he doesn't have bullets. He has like, you know, the laser GI Joe style laser firing, mm-hmm. but unlike in GI Joe, people actually get hit yeah. by, uh, it's ex- shots. It's so. extreme, bro. Uh, I also found, found it a little hard to believe that, this gang and again they try to show that they're you know pretty powerful but like the entire detroit police force are just uh somehow useless against this gang only robocop and lewis who's just a regular human they are the only ones who show up in the mall to take down uh the gang the vandals uh not the band like the gang literally all that the vandals have to do to defeat robocop is just schedule split the team up and schedule two heists at the same time yeah yeah right exactly that's all all you had to do well you know mullet guy although he's a very uh big powerful leader he's not the best strategist uh and he's all always telling people to kiss his toe it's really really weird kind of uncomfortable yeah (laughs) it's a little tarantino-esque i knew you were gonna say that um that's your favorite director and i'm starting to wonder why or one of your favorites because he's good that's why oh okay because he's good yeah at putting scenes with feet in movies (laughs) he is good at that yeah all right anyways uh shall shall we render a verdict yes let's do that all right officer velasquez do you think uh, RoboCop, the animated series, episode one, should be remembered for all of Robo history or tossed into the black Robo void of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Oh, I definitely say keep it. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I was, I thought it was going to be okay, but, eh, you know, RoboCop, how do you do it as a kid's show? But 
they made it a lot more violent than I expected. Uh, it has some pretty funny bits, like the, like the bit with uh, Ed 209 and the traffic is legitimately laugh out loud mm-hmm. funny, and it's meant to be. Um, and you know, it, it like kept a little bit of that social making commentary on a possible dystopian future we're headed towards. Uh, but, but you know, doing it in that RoboCop kind of funny way. So yeah, I say keep it. Oh, I agree 100%. Like, I thought that this might be the uh, Alpha Commando that I watched uh, back in the day, which I'm glad it's not because I think that one is way more cartoony than this one is. Uh, It definitely Mm -hmm. keeps to the uh, RoboCop um, sort of tone. Uh, Like you said, the the satire, um, lots of over-the-top action, even if you've never seen the other movies. I mean, just the... uh, the action is uh, awesome, and um, the animation is uh, pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, um, for all those reasons, uh, RoboCop animated series shall be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Right. Well, I uh, think we, man, we're just uh, getting lucky here with the RoboCop content. <laughs> yeah, so far so good. Two for two. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I wish the original film franchise could say the same. Yeah, right, right. Uh, af- after the first one, of course. Um, right. But uh, yeah, may- tune in uh, next week. RoboVember continues with a uh, comic book read-through of Marvel Comics RoboCop uh, number one. Um, so there, I mean, that's uh, kind of... Um, mystery science theater-esque if you will um anything else uh you want to add here before we sign off anything we need to discuss because we got through this uh pretty fast um no not really to be honest but if you are interested in watching robocop uh it is here on uh youtube i usually have the link but i uh didn't uh bring it with me (laughs) Uh, but if you um, just search for uh, RoboCop the Animated Series on YouTube, there's it's it'll be like the first uh, thing that comes up. Yeah, and uh, there'll be a, a link in the description right underneath the link to the Escape to Earth Issue 3 uh, Kickstarter, uh, which you should uh, definitely uh, check out um, uh, if you like uh, action adventure and RoboCop, I think it's got a little uh, '80s flair in there. There is a robot; he's just uh, not in the first couple issues all that much. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, I do want to point out before we go that in the chat, uh, Smokebuster said, "Good show, RoboClap." <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Well, of, and as um, we know, uh, thanks to your keen eye, uh, RoboCop himself doesn't have the parts to get the robo clap from a fellow robo lady anymore uh <laughs> that's right that's there's no way for him to robo produce but uh yeah. i was gonna say it reminded me of um the parody of robocop on uh, the critic i think it was either the critic or the simpsons where it was a robo clapper and uh he would like uh wa- he was about to break up like a bust and like the the criminal he just goes and then robocop goes down like this Get it, <laughs> Robo Clapper, because the Clapper. Yeah, yeah, get, it, get it, get it. I, I get it. See, he, I learned about it in history class in <laughs> school. I don't think you will. I'm so, See, I'm so young. That's the problem, man. They're not talking about the Robo Clapper in the schools these days. So you got to go to podcasts like ours to learn about Robo Clapper and uh, RoboCop and the Robo Cod piece and all that other Robo stuff. I mean, I agree. This this is the number one source for RoboCop cod piece uh, <laughs> education <laughs> material. Uh, Robo mouth. I think I can scabies. say that confidently. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I feel everyone. Uh, everyone has their talent, Steve. I guess this is uh, talent cross to bear. I don't know, uh, kink? but uh, <laughs> sure, if everyone has their kink. Uh, thank you for admitting that, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Hey, some of us have uh, caskets for no reason in our living room, and I'm not judging. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's a coffin, and it's a coffin shelf. <laughs> cover your mouth when you're coughing, okay? <laughs> well, folks, it's been nice being part of this podcast, I think. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Styling and profiling. 
Um, yeah, we're just sort of uh, winging it here. Should we, uh, should we call it? Anybody in the chat? Yeah, have I, th anything? I think it's clear we've run out of material. <laughs> <laughs> we never had any material. <laughs> what did you think of the Laffy henchman who laughed before he said everything? Oh, his name was Crash. He reminded me of like, uh, I, I, I was actually gonna make a comment about like, oh, is this, this is kind of like Maniac, you know, as opposed to be in Wing Commander. Right. Uh, uh, also, but he was a little Joker-esque almost. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that is a trope of like 1980s yeah. entertainment because, again, in RoboCop One, um, a member of uh, Clarence's gang is always like, basically, they're all laughing like that. And of course, as we yeah. talked about in Prime Directives, um, Bone Machine, <laughs> he definitely had that uh, that laugh yeah, yeah. as well. I'm a zany criminal thing. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that is our show. Um, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Uh, stay tuned for one of the newly filmed promos for the Escape to Earth uh, Issue 3 Kickstarter. And we will see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. We'll see you next week. And I'm going to put the Escape to Earth link in the chat. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Seen it. Seen it. Hated it. It was okay, I guess. Better in the 90s. Seen it. There's nothing I like on TV anymore. I'm done with movies and television. I'm gonna go old school. Read a good book. What the? Rob, you don't want that. You at least want something with pictures, don't you? Do I? Well, then you should try... Comic books. Especially Escape to Earth, issue one. Whoa. It does have pictures in it, and cool artwork too, and drawings, and coloring, and dinosaurs! Whoa! It kind of reminds me of that movie franchise, Jurassic World, starring Chris. Huh, <laughs> that was awesome, but it's so short, I finished it so fast. Rob, you idiot, don't you know how comic books work? There's at least there's already a second issue, and a third one is on the way at Kickstarter. Get out of town! It's true. In fact, you can go to Kickstarter right now and buy copies one and two and support issue three! And how! So I guess I'll go on Kickstarter right now, because I want to see what happens in part three. I should probably read part two first, though. You should buy multiple copies of both parts. Oh. Okay. The Kickstarter ends December 1st, so you can expect to get your books by March 2024! Whoa! That's one of my favorite months of the year! Mine too! What? <laughs> but what if I'm a weirdo who likes to read digital comics? Don't worry, we have a digital catch-up theater as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So what actually happens in this book? I only looked at the pictures. Well... Uh, it's about an intergalactic thief who falls to Earth and has to team up with a woman who can control dinosaurs with her mind. Whoa, that's pretty cool. It's just a story I was looking for! <sighs> wow, that was great. I can't wait for issues 2 and 3 to arrive in the mail by March 2024. In the meantime, I have some books to burn. They mean nothing to me now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity, Obscurity Now. Now.